Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, The Root of the Matter, with me, Dr. Rachel Carver, as your host. Today, we are going to, again, highlight some more of the connection between oral health and the rest of the body. I'm so excited to have Dr. Darren Schmidt with us uh, today. Dr. Schmidt is a chiropractor, and he is the founder of the Nutritional Healing Center of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Dr. Schmidt has learned the mechanism of chronic disease and relies a lot on old medical nutrition textbooks from 1910 to 1960, when all of the research was about feeding studies. So he has really combined new nutrition information with old textbooks that hold the secrets to preventing and reversing major chronic health problems of today. Dr. Schmidt and I met a couple years ago out in Boise, Idaho, I believe, at Cellcor's Eco Conference. Um, and last year, he did a really great talk called uh, Above the Collar Infection. So that's why I've invited Dr. Darren on today um, to give to highlight a little bit more. I know you guys have all heard me talk a lot about how a disease in the mouth affects the rest of the body. But we're going to talk a little bit more about sinuses today. Dr. Schmidt's going to talk about um, some really interesting cases he studied and some great tips um, to help us clear out those infections. So why don't we start with you know, what got you into chiropractor and what got you into this more kind of biologic, holistic approach to health? I grew up as a farmer. I spent 17 summers working on the family farm. And so nobody in my family was in medicine. Everybody was either a farmer or a teacher. And so I decided I want to be a doctor. <clears throat> and the bottom line is before I applied for medical school, I or to to take the MCAT, which is the entrance exam. I did a survey of twelve doctors, and students, and doctors of medicine, and none of those twelve people encouraged me to go into medicine. So I looked at veterinary medicine, podiatry. Then I spent a couple hours with a chiropractor, and what he was doing was very holistic. You know, you can have a problem in the back causing pain down the leg, and so if you're treating the leg pain, then you're lost. You should treat the back where the problem originates, even though there's no pain there. For example. And I could see that it was manual labor. All the farm work I did, I'm pretty used to manual labor. So, but while I was, while I was in chiropractic school, I went to a lot of different seminars outside of school, like two a month for two years. I just like going to seminars and learning stuff. And then I went to one in particular about nutrition. So I left that seminar thinking, okay, I want to be a chiropractor who focuses on nutrition. And now I had never even been to a chiropractor until after I was in chiropractic school, I got my first adjustment. So I've never really been married to any concept in healthcare other than nutrition once I went to that one seminar. So when I graduated in 97, I did chiropractic for a year, and then I went to a lot of other nutrition seminars. I started doing nutrition in 98, went low carb in 99, went keto in 2015, carnivore diet in 2018. But, you know, the whole point is to get people well as cheaply as possible and as quickly as possible. And I don't care like what, how weird I look or what people, people's opinions are about what I'm recommending or what I'm saying. I just want to get people well. So I end up saying a lot of weird things to a lot of people. But the other thing is I quit taking insurance in November 1st of 2005. So that's a long time of relying on cash paying patients. <clears throat> and my clinic is quite large as probably the largest non-insurance nutrition clinic in the country. Right now I have eight practitioners. None of us take any insurance. 
in the last five years, we've seen 60,000 nutrition visits. So, you know, it's, this is not a hobby, right? This is like, mm-hmm. we're hardcore. And the whole point is to bankrupt drug companies. I just had a decision early on in my career. I want to bankrupt drug companies. And there's all kinds of stories behind that. But, but one time I had a patient come in, this is, you know, summer of 2001 or 2021. And he had a prostate issue. And he said to me that he was using a hydrogen peroxide recipe with distilled water in his water pick and his gums grew back within two weeks. He had some little bit of gum recession. And I was like, what? Now I already heard, I already knew they can have an ear infection that can cause, I've seen it, ear infections causing bladder problems, asthma, bloating, GERD, heartburn. And, but this idea of, okay, water pick at, at the gums can also you know, cause some systemic disease. So inspired by that, <clears throat> I bought a book off of Amazon from Weston A. Price. Have you talked to your people about Weston Price? A little bit, yes. Yeah, and I knew, I knew that he had a book about problems in the mouth causing disease in the body. I just never had purchased it before. So I found it on Amazon. It's real short. It's just a speech that he gave in Toronto in 1916. And isn't it crazy how many years ago, right? But he was at the time, he was a quack. He was discredited (laughs) by so many people. And now I love the fact that 100 years later, we're kind of bringing his legacy back because he was right. And I think those of us who may be on the considered the fringe or whatever, but those of us who understand the true science and true health, it's, I think, gratifying for me to see something that he did 100 years ago is is reality now. So, Yeah. yeah. And it was a lecture to a group of orthodontic surgeons. And he was telling them, look, we need, first of all, we need more toothbrushes. But also, we need to have this concept of problems in the mouth causing disease in the body. And so he used the term medical men. So a medical man like looks at the body and treats it. And then you have a dentist looking at the mouth. He goes, we need dentists that have the viewpoint of medical men and medical men that have the viewpoints of dentists and they combine and he goes, we don't have any and we desperately need them. And he said, there's, there's less than five in the country. So, so now we have, there's several groups, right? There's the American Association of Oral and Systemic Health. Mm-hmm. And there's another one, right? We so have, group, yeah, huh? yeah, there are, there's a lot of groups and they're gaining momentum, gaining membership as you know, people are just, they're looking for alternatives, right? They've been right. through the whole gamut. They've been on the drugs and they know it's not working, right? Like you said, the, the nutrition is such a part of it. I don't know how the head ever got cut off from the rest of the body, but <laughs> so many of us yeah. who are in the biologic dental world is that our goal is to create this awareness and try to forge these relationships with our medical colleagues um, because you know, it really, it takes a village. We need to uh, create the awareness. We need, all of us may have our little niches of expertise, but if we can all come together and understand how everything's connected, we can really have real health. And the, the tricky thing about the mouth, right, is most of the time people have no symptoms there. And just like you said, you, you're treating the leg pain, but it's coming from the back. And so that's so often what we see in biological dentistry is things that are in the sinus, they're in the ears, are swollen. I can't tell you how many people I see these days, kids especially, super swollen tonsils. And the the pediatricians just say it's fine or let's just cut them out, which which is, is not 
you know, really not really the solution. So um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about nutrition and things in the mouth that and things that you've noticed, what can infections in the mouth cause in the rest of the body? So regarding nutrition, <clears throat> absolutely the best diet in for the immune system and to prevent infections. I, in my 20, about 30 years now of studying and practicing nutrition, because I actually started studying at 93, um, the carnivore diet, just a meat-based diet, low carb. So for, as an example, I went to the dentist six months ago. That was the, my third visit to the dentist in 20 years. And I have zero cavities, zero gum recession. I just figured I'd get a cleaning. And there was some tartar back there, but, and then now I'm on Invisalign. But the point is my low carb diet since 1999 has basically saved my teeth. I have all my, everything's fine. I'm 51. So the carnivore diet, if you eat a lot of bread, sugar type carbs, or if you're like a pure vegan and you're protein deficient, it's really bad for the immune system. Your teeth go rotten. They fall out. You get cavities, et cetera. And the opposite of that, the antidote is meat. Now, there are zero studies that show that meat causes any disease. When, when I, I'm sorry, let me back up on that statement. There are zero scientific clinical experiments that show that meat causes any disease. Now, there's a lot of studies that are actually observations. Observational studies, epidemiological studies, cohort studies. There's case studies, but none of those are an experiment where you have a control group in an experimental group, and then you compare the results. So you do something to the experimental group and you compare them with the control group. That's a scientific experiment when it comes to health and medicine and, and all that. So there are zero studies that are a clinical experimental trial that show that meat causes any disease. <clears throat> so don't be afraid of eating meat, right? That's my main message. And I've posted this on social media in the last couple of weeks. And people are saying all kinds of statements. And I'm like, okay, show me the study that proves me wrong. I've been looking for seven years. I have not found it. And other people in the low-carb community, I talked to them, and they have not found it either. If you have it, if you got that one study that we're missing, please share it with me. I would be happy to be wrong. And I'll state it on my YouTube channel. I got 163,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. And I will tell them that I was wrong. But I, okay, but meat is the best food for your teeth. That's my opinion. Now, and now let's, let's have a little caveat there. So it's not like you can go eat all this processed bacon and bologna and that kind of meat, right? Like the, we want to try to look for the cleanest source of meat possible, right? Well, I think that it's, it's, that depends on your budget and your location and do you have access to the cleanest meat? And I think the difference... Okay, here's a good example. This is a personal antidote. And I have a freezer in my garage that fits, fits half a cow. So I filled it up twice and I've got no quarter lambs and stuff like that. Right now, it's pretty empty except for liver and heart. And I'm not very good at making liver or heart. <laughs> so now in the last month, I've been eating Eckridge sausage, the standard grocery store meat. And it's not as good as the pure cow that I got from the farmer down the road. I live out in the country, but it's still better than any other thing that you could possibly eat. Now, people always say to me, but beef has too much estrogen because they inject the cows. And my answer is you have to eat five cows a year in order to get so much estrogen that it's affecting your body. So it's impossible to have quote unquote 
too much estrogen. In the meantime, I'm always detoxing my messages. We live in the most, the earth has never been more toxic. So just detox every day. So yeah, but like you can do your own experiment where you eat high quality ground, organic ground beef for a month and then switch over to conventional beef, ground beef for the next month and just take notes on how you feel. And so one of the reasons why the the meat is so important for the health of the the teeth and the jawbones is because of the fat soluble vitamins, right? We, I've had a lot of patients who are vegans or vegetarians and they have the most unhealthy mouths because they are lacking those nutrients that are so vital to support our tissues, to support the good gum health. Um, we need protein. Another, you know, a lot of people have acid reflux. One of the issues with not having enough stomach ash is not having enough protein, right? So yeah, also, also in red meat, you have myoglobin and heme iron, which you can't get anywhere else, including white meat. doesn't have, and what those th- two things do is they infuse oxygen deep into your tissues. So being on the carnivore diet, I never get sore and I love going to the gym and I push the weights real hard. Now, a, a patient of mine, he's kind of, he's ex-military. He gave me a MRE, meals ready to eat from the army, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I opened it up. And one thing that's awesome about it is that it can withstand high temperature. You don't have to refrigerate it. You open it up, it's got a little, it's, it's actually pretty amazing how they package it. And it tastes really good. And it is 97% sugar. When I say sugar, I mean, they have a, they had a cake in there with spiced apple topping. They had cafe mocha, which turned out to be just sugar, chocolate milk, chocolate. And they had it like a quesadilla type dinner. So little chunks of beef, but probably five of them. Otherwise, all the rest of it was just sugar, sugar, sugar. And then I went to the gym and the next day I was sore. Right. So that's an example. If you don't have enough red meat, you load up with carbs, your muscles suffer first because your muscles are the largest organ in your body. So when your your blood is now filled with sugar and filled with chemical toxins for the preservatives and all that stuff, it's your muscles that suffer first. So anyways, myoglobin and heme iron infuse oxygen into your muscles, feed it really well. And you never you don't get ever you don't ever get sore about the mouth specifically is that when you eat too many carbohydrates and you met, we've t- already talked about veganism, veganism, veganism is too many carbohydrates, protein deficiency, fat and fat vitamin, fat soluble vitamin deficiency. But the really high processed food, sugar, the white bread, stuff like that, that destroys your tissue. And, and then bacteria eat the dead tissue, right? So now you have an infection somewhere and that could be in your mouth. It could be in your lungs, it could be in your bladder, anywhere in your body. Those bacteria then, they're releasing biofilm or mucus. And then your body has to deal with that. And I read a manuscript from 1948. And I love reading old books because they understood healthcare really, really well. And those organisms you know, release the chemicals and the biofilm. And that stuff can travel through the body or it can stay in that localized area. And now you have disease. Simply put, now you have disease. So one more anecdote about this related to this. The very first time I used a water pick with the hydrogen peroxide recipe that my patient told me about in the fall of 2021, my vision improved immediately. It was, it was like just like somebody took Windex on my eyes and just cleaned up my eyes from one time. 
So there was some organisms in my mouth that were affecting my vision somehow. Now, again, no cavities, no gum recession, no sign, no pain, no problems with my mouth at all. But yet there is some unbalanced chemistry there because of the microbiome in the mouth. Right. Absolutely. And I just noticed that, you know, recently took a, a biome test because I was like, not just curious. And they had us, I didn't, wasn't really interested in the saliva part because I'm like, same with you. I have no cavities, no gum disease, be fine. But it was part of the kit. And I was shocked that it came back as not optimal because the same thing, even though everything is healthy, you know, there could be something underlying in there that could be contributing to some, I'm always working on my gut health and, and dealing with my yeah. liver and stuff like that. So it's really fascinating. And that really made me up my game with the hydrogen peroxide, some oxygen, some probiotics, really trying to yeah. you know, enhance that, that environment. So, so that, so that's a thing. A lot of people, when you have gum disease or bleeding gums or cavities, it's obvious you have, but those of us even who don't have cavities or don't have any obvious gum issues, there's still a lot of bacteria, a lot of parasites, a lot of things in the mouth that can still be harboring and creating that the problems down the line, right? All that gut, right, yeah. gut dysbiosis. So I have a patient who back in 19, 2000, maybe, or earlier, 1990, he had cancer in the throat or mouth. They did radiation and they did too much. Back then, they didn't know how much to give. So it burned up his tissue. And now, now it's 2023, he's losing his jaw. He's losing teeth. And he's had two areas that are secreting mucus from infection for years now. Mm -hmm. And so his wife brought him in to see me and he's eating ice cream every night. And they said, you got to stop that. I said, go straight onto the carnivore diet. Don't try to slowly get onto it. I was like, you need to eat red meat every day and nothing but. So he came back a month later and he only had that exudate come out. Like for the next two days, like he had, Two, two days into the carnivore diet, it was done. So that chronic infection that he had for years, totally gone in two days with the carnivore diet. So that's fascinating. And I like what you said about the whole oxygen thing, because you know, we think about cancer. Cancer is the body doesn't have oxygen. It's not utilizing it. So having all of that good good oxygen is so beneficial for the entire body, right? The body thrives right. on, on oxygen. So that's that's really interesting and kind of really right. exciting to one more thing on that so even like the uh, what's it called free radical accidents yeah right so even those are good and to some degree because the white blood cells use them as bullets against organisms so that's what i wanted know, to so ask tell me more about okay we know about oxygen is really important we want our cells to be burning oxygen not sugars but how is the carnivore diet how is that affecting our immune system Oh, I think it's the best diet for the immune system. Absolutely. And the reason why I say that is because I've had a few patients who they had parasites in their body that are so strong, they can feel them crawling underneath their skin. And I put them on supplements for parasites and they start pooping out parasites, right? And then these three people went on the full carnivore diet at some point, meaning beef, water, salt, and that's it. And then the next day or within three days, they got out the biggest worm. Like, let's say it's a four foot tapeworm, right? It comes out and they're feeling immediately 70% better. And that's because they quit eating the plants. They had already stopped all the processed food, but even like lettuce and carrots and cauliflower and stuff like that, it's a detriment to your immune system. It's That's kind interesting. Of an I, on the biome test, 
it said yeah. my, it talks about avoid foods and, and, you know, beneficial foods. And all my avoid foods were the broccoli, all the brassica things that are supposed to be so healthy for us, right? That's supposed to detoxify our liver. So I thought that was really interesting. And, I, you know, I've been eating a little bit too much plant-based. So if somebody was interested in this, and literally it's all meat, so it requires, I would say, maybe a little bit of planning. Can you eat anything else on it or no? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you need. So my carnivore diet is 90 to 95% of my calories are from meat. And then I have iceberg lettuce. And sometimes I cheat on keto granola, but that usually doesn't taste good. So I don't, haven't done that in a while. My gr- my girlfriend loves vegetables and she comes to my place. We live in different States, but she's actually here this weekend. And she said this morning, yeah, you don't have any vegetables in your refrigerator. She goes, you're not kidding when you tell me there's no vegetables in the refrigerator. I'm like, yeah. If I eat some uh, plants, it's going to be iceberg lettuce and fruit. Now, in the carnivore community, there's an evolution in the thought process. And this is even including like keto back in 2015, you know, the evolution of our thoughts. So there's plenty of people that went on pure carnivore, which means beef, water, salt, no seasonings, no herbs, no plants, no avocado oil, nothing like that. And they, a lot of people can do that, but a lot of people can't. So they start craving sugar or crunch you know, something, something else. And so my answer to that is eat fruit. So that what you're doing is you're flipping your insulin and glucagon. So insulin is high for a lot of people. So the low carb diet brings it down. And then the glucagon comes up. That's the other hormone for digestion, which we should all be running on glucagon. There's a lot of stability there. There's a lot of mental health that's there. And then, but you can persist for too long. Your body wants to come out of ketosis. So you just eat fruit for a day. And then now your insulin goes up. Then you go back to glucagon. So you're just going back and forth. And that's what our ancestors did all around the world. Whether in like even the Eskimo, they had nothing but blubber and meat and fish, but yet their bodies brought them out of ketosis regardless of their diet. So we can't stay in ketosis like forever our bodies will, will kick us out. So we might as well just control it, just go in and out based on, you know, how you feel, how, you, how your lifestyle is, factors like that. And I think that's what really creates good health is that ability for the body to adapt, right? That's what is yeah. really, it's, it's all about balance. And uh, we talk about heart rate variability and your ability to withstand a higher amount of stress, but then be able to come back down and, and, and balance out that, that nervous system. So so uh, very interesting. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about some like infections and you've seen like if you have somebody maybe who has chronic uh, swollen tonsils or chronic sinusitis, what are you testing them for and um, treatments maybe that you've used with success? Okay. Yeah, I can run through that. So, so somebody has a chronic ear infection, for example, I have them put topical, uh, very strong essential oils like in their ear or on the mastoid bone behind the ear. Okay, there's also para 3 from Cellcore. That's very strong for that. If it's a sinus issue, chronic. And each one of these areas has different supplements. But when it comes to problems above the neck, it's a lot of topical treatments. Okay, so for sinuses, again, these essential oils or para 3 would go right over the eyebrows if you have pressure there. Maxillary sinuses on the cheekbones, maybe even underneath the nostrils so you can breathe it in. And then... A big factor is the Navage product, which is like the mechanical neti pot. So it pushes water gently into your one nostril and vacuums it out the other. I put para 3 in there. 
And that pair three goes in there and it kills off all kinds of organisms. Regarding mouth, I have people buy a water pick um, with the recipe of distilled water, hydrogen peroxide, salt, and baking soda. And then um, if somebody has like tonsils that are swollen underneath the jaw, for example, topical treatments again with pair three or essential oils. What are your favorite essential oils that you like? Well, from Systemic Formulas, they have a product called W.O. Oil, and that's peppermint tea. And the second ingredient in there, I believe, is, is worm seed oil, which can kill. And then E.E. Oil from Systemic Formulas, that's different. Um, and I don't use it as often, but it can be very powerful, too, for relieving the pressure and pain of sinus problems or swollen lymph nodes. Mm-hmm. And how often do you recommend, you know, some of the things, again, we were just talking about balance. And um, when I have my patients do hydrogen peroxide rinsing, um, depending on what I'm treating, if there is something acute, I want them to use it daily. But if it's a long-term maintenance, I don't necessarily want them to use that every day because I don't necessarily want to kill everything, right? We want to create good balance. So it's different when you're acutely treating something versus, so let's say if you're in maintenance, uh, what would you recommend somebody do? And, and and also mention why distilled water is important. Okay, so regarding the water pick recipe with a little bit of hydrogen peroxide, um, I got a dentist friend here in Ann Arbor. I called him up. I said, what happens if somebody does that for a long period of time? And he goes, he's seen that actually degrade the health of the, the gums. And he said, you could do it, for example, for three weeks on and then t- stop the hydrogen peroxide, just do distilled water. You could do... Um, Clodo silver instead. So just cycle it in and out, in and out. And why distilled water? The reason why distilled water is important is because tap water or well water can have countless numbers of chemicals that are damaging. Like for example, Roundup, known as glyphosate, that's antibacterial. So if you do just regular tap water all the time, your antibacterial treatment to your mouth every day, that's not that's not going to be healthy. I'm a big fan of that probiotic toothpaste called Revitin. Do you use that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the one that I, I, I just finished a study with that with that company. And what we what we saw was we did it was a four week study and we had some patients using Colgate Total and some people using Revitin. And and we were looking at what happened to the oral microbiome. And in all the patients who after four weeks, no, we started with gingivitis patients. All of the patients who had no bleeding at the end, they had a lower diversity in the mouth, which in the mouth, that's actually a good thing because in health, we see there's less diversity um, different than the gut, right? In the gut, we want more diversity, but in the mouth, we want less. So it was really a profound results that we found. And the idea behind Revitin, we're not killing anything. We're creating a healthy environment for the good bugs to thrive so that the, the bad bugs never develop which is something you also, maybe you can talk a little bit about that whole idea of pleomorphism. And it's not that we don't swallow bad bugs. I say this all the time. You don't all of a sudden one day swallow bad bugs and you get gum disease, or it's not because your father or mother had it, right? The environment changes and then what happens? So yeah, the terrain of the body, the tissues, the immune system, all that changes. So then therefore the organisms that were once dormant or friendly or commensual, right? They can morph into something that's that's bad for the body. And the reason why they morph is because they need to adapt to the new environment, which could be toxic, right? Um, or stagnant of, of fluid movement. So, or loss, loss of oxygen. 
So the organism has to change its enzymes and its chemistry in order to survive. And it's releasing its waste products in, back into the environment, and that can cause disease. So that's the whole concept of pleomorphism. So even the most common organisms that we know as, as are bad, like H. pylori, candida, E. coli, they could be good, you know? And then when you're eating too much bread and junk food and you're toxic, then those same organisms, they just change and then now they're bad. Exactly. So we all have, there's a lot of studies we as dentists can do and we can look at the different bacteria in our mouths. And, and what we know is that the so-called bad bugs are present in a healthy mouth. It's when they get out of balance, when that environment changes, they shift and they can thrive in the more acidic, less oxygenated environment. So that's important to understand is that, you know, we don't, we don't take in a lot of viruses. The so-called viruses happen from within. We're not necessarily breathing them in or contracting them other ways. These things are all within our body. When that terrain changes from all these toxic substances, that is when disease can present itself. When the body's defenses are broken down enough, right, this disease, this imbalance in the body can, can occur. So what we want to focus on is really how do we create that healthy, healthy terrain, right? How do we create, and everybody might be a little bit different, but that really is the goal in, in health and nutrition. Right. So I have a patient who <clears throat> we've been together for three, two or three months and he's not in Michigan. He's in a different state. So we're doing phone calls and his main concern was sinuses. So I haven't, I had him take pair of three in the Navage and then a couple of supplements for his sinuses. And he was doing 80% better. And he went back to his hometown, met up with some friends. You know, he's probably 50 years old. And he drank too much and he ate bad food. He had pizza for four days. But that was six weeks ago. And he's still suffering because of that binge of bad food. And I talked to him yesterday on the phone for his regular visit. And I said, okay, this tells me that your gut is messed up. And now, okay, and I'm, I'm glad you got better earlier but your sinuses are worse again because you assaulted your gut and it made parasites grow or whatever. So now we're going to clean your gut. Yeah. So we're going deeper, holistic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. that's it. So you're also a big fan of muscle testing, um, especially it can be helpful when you're talking to people at a distance. Can you explain to the audience what exactly muscle testing is? Yeah. Muscle testing is it's, I like to use the term biofeedback. So it's a procedure when I see a person in my office, we're face to face, they hold their arm up and I push on their arm and then I contact, for example, the heart or the thyroid and I put a little pressure on the area and then I push on their arm and their arm stays strong or it goes weak. If it goes weak, that means there's something wrong with that organ and then we have to find the problem why and how to fix it. And then we use vials too. So for example, supplements that are in vials or even like homeopathic energy imprints in some vials. And I've been doing that since 1998. And every patient, every single patient visit since 1998, I do muscle testing. And it's a fantastic tool along with labs and history. Of course, we need to take a good history. And I have people write down their diet. So it actually a diet record. So I'm just using that muscle testing as another tool and I'm just a big fan of it. Now you mentioned at a distance. So testing people from a distance. So if I have somebody in a different state and I'm on the phone with them and they're like, and this happened last summer, 
a patient said her pulse is double, her blood pressure is double. And for her, it was a hyperthyroid storm. And she's, she's like, I don't want to go to the hospital. They'll just cut my thyroid out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this muscle testing from a distance. And I found bacteria in her thyroid. And I sent her the supplements as fast as possible. And then within a few days, and she, she was back to normal. And at her next visit, which was two weeks later, everything was completely normal and stable. And that was, oh, that was now nine months ago. And I still communicate with her you know, every couple months. And she sends me emails and her thyroid is perfectly back to normal. So I saved her from thyroid surgery. And then what's the premise behind this testing people energetically from a distance? The premise is called quantum entanglement. And this is this concept won the Nobel Prize in Physics last year in 2022. And it means that you have two items that are entangled energetically. It's like this, this could be diamonds. It could be photons, protons, uh, neutrons, electrons, even buckyballs, which are molecular structures. And you have them together and their, their energies are entangled. And then you separate them by five feet or 500 million light years. It doesn't matter how far you separate them. And you take one and you turn it in one direction. And at the exact same time, at the exact same rate, and the direction is the same, the other item will turn at the ex instantly at that same time. Now, this technology is actually used for some satellites. So physicists have incorporated this so that a satellite in outer space can communicate to the station on Earth instantly, not like a 30-second or a two-minute delay like our cell phones, right? It's instantaneous. And it's not a, it's not a transfer of, of energy, right? It's, it's, an, it's a measurement. It's really like a, it's a measurement. It's a different concept that what most, most people are used to, you know, when talking about their cell phones or using like Wi-Fi or something. It's, it's, not a, it's, it's, a, it's not a transfer. It's an instantaneous measurement. It's a change in the state of something. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think what a lot of people don't understand, we see ourselves as solid pieces of matter, but we're really just condensed energy, right? And, um, right. and, and so what the, I usually use the O-ring test and people think I'm a voodoo or magic when I, I have them hold their ring and thumb together, ring finger or the middle finger and the thumb together. And I have them say what their name is, right? And they'll be strong because that's the truth. And then I have them say my name, say my name is Rachel and they always go weak. I am, some people are switched, but most people will go weak and they think that's the craziest thing ever, but that's a really good way to show them how they are energy. Cause I'm not doing anything right. It's their, their own body, but really showing, and we know, so certain supplements, certain bacteria, viruses, whatever, when we use those vials have different frequencies and different energies. And that's why we can see certain energies are, are good for our body. Certain ones are not. And so it's right. a way muscle testing is a way to determine it's a more personalized way right? Instead of just saying, oh, you've got tartar on your teeth. I'm going to go take some magnesium. Well, there's so right. many different kinds of magnesium and what's your dosage. And so muscle testing allows us to really individualize the treatment. As, as physicians, we can, you know, using our mind, we say, I think you need so-and-so. But then the muscle testing really allows us to take our mind out of it and dial into what the body's energy is telling right. us. Yeah. yeah. And when people combat against uh, distance testing or muscle testing, which I just had a patient yesterday. He's a, 
of an Orthodox religion, which I respect. And he said, I don't want to have anything to do with New Age anything or, or Eastern philosophy. I said, it's not, it's not New Age. It's not philosophy. It's not religion. It's not spiritual. It's none of that. It's, it's, it's physics. It's scientific. It's measurement. And even the Wikipedia page on quantum entanglement is pretty good. So it's physics. It is real science. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's cool that it got the Nobel Prize last year. Yes, that's great. I didn't know that. So learn something new every day. So wrapping up, um, is there anything else you want to you know, tell the audience or, or maybe tell us exactly um, with that distilled water, if you have a Navaj or a water pick, what's, what's your recipe there? Do you know offhand? The Navaj has a salt pod that comes with it. So that's right. a measured amount of salt that you add to the distilled water and then five drops of hydrogen peroxide. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Five drops of para three in the Navaj. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so para three is a cell core product. So those show notes, um, I'll, I'll list where you can get some of that para three. Um, but also, so if you had a water pick, you put some distilled water, how much hydrogen peroxide would you put in your the, water pick? What I was taught by Dr. Mercola on a video was it's 35% hydrogen peroxide. And you do half of a squirt from an eyedropper. And then I forgot the amount of salt and baking soda. I forgot what that is. Oh, wait. No, I can look it up real quick if you got a moment. I should have it right here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I got it yeah, right here. It's a good thing. And so most, so the hydrogen peroxide you normally buy in the store is only 3%. So right. you can usually, you can find the 35% or you can, you can use a little bit more of the 3%. Usually when I'm telling my patients, you know, if somebody has a new crown, I want them, the gums to be really healthy while they have the temporary I'll tell them, you know, dilute a one ounce, you know, shot glass 50, 50, and you can switch yeah. to that. So you can put a little bit more if you're we, using the 3%. So I had it, I had it wrong. The 35% was used for the nebulizer Okay. to get into. Okay. So the water pick recipe is one half dropper full of 12% food grade hydrogen peroxide, one eighth teaspoon of fine ground, good salt, not the table salt. And then one quarter teaspoon of the uh, sodium bicarbonate or potassium bicarbonate and then distilled water to the brim. Perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes. If anybody's driving or doesn't have the pen right hand, we'll, we'll get that for you. Yeah. So, so, so the, so you're asking for a little summary. Can I give a, a quick summary? Absolutely. Please do. So here's the bottom line. And this took me six months. I have my notes right in front of me. So I'm going to kind of read off this. Um, I uh, summarize six months of work in, 30 seconds. So symptoms in the ears, throat, tonsils, nose, sinuses, teeth, gums, mouth, jaw, or jawbone and tongue, any symptom there, any discoloration, um, infection, you know, uh, sinuses, redness, anything at all. Those have to be gone 100%, not 90%. They got to be gone 100% because when they're gone 100%, that means that all the organisms are totally gone. And if they're not gone, they can grow and expand and get worse because they multiply. Organisms multiply, whereas chemical and metal toxicities don't multiply. Okay, so if you don't get all these organisms out, they go into the, your body below your neck. They can cause breast cancer, colon cancer, other cancers, heart placking, atherosclerosis, AIB, uh, stomach dysbiosis, ulcers, bloating, gas, burping, IBS, hiatal hernia, nausea, vomiting lungs, um, asthma, chronic bronchitis, allergies, um, autoimmune condition, 
um, arthritis, for example, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, leaky gut. So that book or that, I'm sorry, I did a video in September of 2021 called Collar Up Focal Infections Causing Systemic Disease. So it's holistic doctors like you and I that understand it. It's not Pfizer and Eli Lilly. Those lab rats, I'm, when I say lab rat, I mean the scientists, they have no clue what we talk about when we talk about these problems in the neck or above the neck causing disease in the rest of the body. So you'll never see this stuff on TV commercials. The government's never going to say anything about it. You know, the medical licenses, um, they're never going to say anything about it because they're all so wrapped up into pharma. So it's the holistic doctors like you and I that we are small in number compared to the 1 million medical doctors on, in the United States. But it's such a huge and a subject because of all these horrible diseases, right? Like heart placking, like atherosclerosis and cancers. You could die from an infection in your jawbone from a bad root canal. I've had two patients with infected ears and it caused their heart attack, two separate patients. So that's, it's a big message, right? It's just a, it's a big thing. And um, I actually did a course on it. I have a, a course on my website where I talk about all these issues and how to fix well, and, it's, and what I love about being a dentist is the mouth is so accessible, right? Trying to heal the gut and all those internal organs is a lot more challenging, whereas the mouth is completely accessible. The nose, we're right here. And we have these pretty simple, cheap, right, effective remedies um, right. that we can use. And my goal is to never have to pick up a drill again. Like you, you see the dentist every three years because you're doing all the right things and you don't need the dentist, right? And that that is what I really want to help in, in promoting this podcast is creating this awareness that we can free ourselves from these diseases um, with the knowledge, you know, understanding how our body works, removing the impediments and putting back the nutrients that we really need. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Tell us a little bit more if people want to learn more about your clinic and um, share your YouTube site. Um, how, how can people find you? So YouTube, uh, just go on the search bar and search my name, Dr. Darren Schmidt. And then for my website, it's the NHCAA.com. That stands for the Nutritional Healing Center Ann Arbor. So the NHCAA.com. Fantastic. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I'm going to go have some meat for lunch. Okay, sounds good, Rachel. Thanks okay. for having me on. I really appreciate it. Take okay, care. Bye.